Today on the Table of Content, we have Kelsey McIntyre joining us from her home in Nebraska. She's going to talk to us a little bit about her involvement with We Are One Body Audio Theater and hopefully give us a little bit more into her background as a writer. Stay with us. It's coming up next. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Table of Content. I am your host, Albert Sines. And here on the Table of Content, as always, this is where we talk about everything cool, hip, new, and awesome happening with We Are One Body Audio Theater. It is our pleasure to have Kelsey McIntyre joining us for this episode of the Table of Content. Uh, Kelsey, thanks so much. Hi, thank you. Uh, Now, as a disclaimer uh, for everyone, we are uh, recording this in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, Uh, so we're kind of all working remotely. Uh, Kelsey's at her house, uh, I'm at my house, uh, but we are keeping this rolling, Uh, so we're giving uh, kind of uh, an open pass for any extra noises that you may hear, whether it's clocks, phones, children. Um, we're keeping this very sort of real as we go through this recording. But let's get into this. Uh, Kelsey, I'm very glad to be able to actually get to talk with you. And I know that uh, some of the other folks at Audio Theater expressed, uh, they were very excited that I was going to get a chance to talk with you as you're sort of a distance participator for Audio Theater right. being in yeah. Nebraska. Uh. Uh, so they're very happy to have some sort of uh, insight into your life. Yeah, it's mysterious, far away. Oh yeah, way off in mysterious Nebraska. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, tell me a little bit about your background, so that we can uh, let everyone know a little bit more about who you are. Um, well, I I kind of got into writing early. Um, started writing in high school. Um, I went to school here in Nebraska too um, for. English, but I also studied like philosophy and some Russian language. So that influenced my writing a little bit too. Like I got to read some Russian literature, um, simple stuff in its original language. And then um, I just really loved that culture and the fairy tales and um, different things like that. So um, that got me kind of into, I was also reading Chesterton and that got me into Gilbert magazine where I was publishing some of my stories that ended up on the audio theater. Right. Okay. So that so that explains then how you got tied in then, right? If it was Gilbert Magazine, then you probably knew Gretelin through the magazine. Right. Okay. Right. We both wrote fiction for the magazine. So then, yeah, once we stopped doing that, it kind of just transitioned naturally over into this. Okay. Now, I want to go back a little bit. You, you, you mentioned Russian literature. Uh, how... how how did you stumble into Russian literature of all things? You know, a lot of writers, they talk about, you know, uh, 19th century, kind of the classic English literature, you know, uh, Austin, Dickens, right. you know, stuff yes. like that. How, how did you go further away and go Russian? Um, it was kind of a roundabout thing because going into college, um, I needed to take a language credit and I'd taken some Latin in high school, but I was, I was not sure if I wanted to keep pursuing that further in college. So I was kind of just looking around at like what kind of language might be interesting to learn. Um, and Russian was kind of, um, kind of out of nowhere, but I had for my first semester taken a honors seminar that they were offering that just happened to be in Russian literature and revolution and really enjoyed my professor. And she said, why don't you just take Russian? And so I started taking Russian language and then that like 
moved me over to transitioning into reading more of the literature too. Okay. So then does that include, uh, was it, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher the name, Dostoevsky? Yes, Dostoevsky, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite. Of course, right? (laughs) Right, (laughs) yeah. Crime and Punishment is great. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I purchased a, as a, my, my, my wife loves literature, especially 19th century literature, but she also loves beautifully bound books. So oh, as yes. on the day that we got married, I presented to her two books. I re, I got this beautiful bound gold embossed copy of Emma. For, uh, mm, and yeah. then on the other side, I went to the Russian side and I got, uh, the brothers Asimov, right? That's oh uh, yeah, the brothers uh, Karamazov. Right, Karamazov. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, and I I got that for her, but it turns out it was it as as well read as she is. Uh, it just turns out that book was just uh, going to be a little bit too heavy for for, for her. So yeah. it's funny because we've got this we've got this wonderful book by this Russian author, and but at least it looks really nice. Yeah, and it'll look good on the shelf. Uh, but uh, again, that's just, uh, it's, it's a different breed of writing from the way my wife explains it. Right. Well, and that book is a little, that's one I, it's always still on my to be read list because I've never actually gotten through that one. It's, it's so big and there's so much going on in it. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to read that someday. <laughs> so I'm in the same boat. Um, so you've made the link. You wrote for Gilbert Magazine. Uh, you got picked up uh, into audio theater and you've done some you've done some fun stories, uh, and I've gotten to take part in uh, at least one of them. And I was uh, let's see, I was in the two poets. I was a voice oh, yeah. in the two poets, and that was a really that was a fun one. You have these two sort of intellectual friends out on a walk and enjoying nature. Uh, one views nature in a very sort of poetic way. One's a bit more of a realist and not quite as, you know, uh, fantastical of his views of nature. And then they're confronted by a wolf who speaks of all things. Uh, and I was the wolf that, of course, I want to make sure everyone knows that's not a representation of my character in real life. Uh, but it was a fun story. And I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about how you came up with the two poets. Yeah, um, that was that was another one I was uh, writing a little bit later in college, and um, I was in a I think it was a it was British literature or um, like romantic poetry that kind of thing. So I was reading a lot of the poetry, kind of like the one character, um, how they speak. I was reading a lot of that, um, and it was kind of just a, um, the idea of it came when I was reading some of these works where they were very much like idealizing nature to the point of um, it seemed a little bit like beyond reason where if you, it's detached from any kind of, um, practicality at that point. So a little of that's good, but it was just seeming like some of these poets took it very extreme. And I was just, I started wondering kind of what if, like if, if they were actually encountering a true danger, would they even recognize it? Because, um, they're romanticizing everything to such an extreme. So, um, I just wanted to kind of put that into play with a little bit of a fantastical twist with the wolf there, like a fairy tale style. Well, it definitely was, uh, it definitely was a, a, a fun twist. Uh, and you know, the, the wolf is used in such interesting ways and, and, you know, fairy tales, you know, uh, little red riding hood and things like that. Yeah. But to have, I, I, I liked, I think, the personality that you gave to the wolf. Because normally, even if you think about classic cartoons, I mean, the wolf is always made to be a little sort of 
off kilter. His he's sort of bumbling around, uh, but you give this very well versed voice to to a wolf, yeah. and I, I liked the I liked the the take on it, and I think that's that's a that's a good insight maybe into how you write you 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 twist things just a little bit to make it not the norm but make it more interesting and another story you did that in was the elves and the playwright uh yeah sort of the the classic take on you know little elves and how they end up uh being true to their form and not the way that the playwright was hoping that they would be um I'm trying not to give away too much of the story. Right. That's why I speak a little <laughs> yeah. bit vaguely. Uh, so if you want to hear it, I encourage everyone to go to our website, waobaudiotheater.org, and I'll repeat that at the end. Um, yeah, so I remember we you you wrote that. We did a regular recording, and then we did a live uh, rendition of it a few years ago at a Christmas uh, gathering we did where we had some live performances from some of the writers and we all sort of just got up in front of a crowd and read and that was uh and that was a, another fun one i i liked the uh the the oatmeal that they oh, right. <laughs> running oatmeal jokes yeah yeah, yeah. that was very that was very good so really I, I i appreciate and i think other people do they appreciate writers who can sort of take something that's known and twist it up just a little bit to make it different, to make it fun. Would you say that's a characteristic of your writing, trying to take things that are traditional and change them a little bit? I would say so, yeah. that's That actually, now that you say that, that sounds like one of the main things that drew me to Chesterton in the first place was kind of him taking ordinary subjects that you might have thought about many times and kind of putting a little bit of an angle, a spin on them so that you could see them like new for the first time. Um, so that was definitely something reading his work that I was kind of trying to draw out a little bit than in my own writing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, who is it? Uh, the writer O. Henry had a very interesting way of kind of a twist ending, if you will, Mm, in his writing and changing things up. And, uh, it, it definitely is, it's, it's, it's fun to read and to hear stories that, just sort of the, it's, it's the unexpected, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I think inside as people, whether we, whether we say that we like stuff to be very understood or to be very even keeled, or we want to know what's going to happen. I think there's a part of us that enjoys the, the unexpected that Mm -hmm. enjoys the, the, that change from what the norm is and to be able to, actually put that into words the way that you do or some of our other writers do or some of these other authors have done. I think it's a nice talent uh, and enjoyable. I'm sure there's all the people in the world who uh, they don't like that kind of story, but well, that's, that's their choice. I I happen to be of the, of the group that likes a, a, a fun story with a fun ending. Uh, now yeah. I want to ask you about one other thing. I don't know how old your your, your bio is, but I've got to ask you about this. Yeah. <laughs> it said whenever you did provide the bio, it said that you were working on a middle a middle grade novel involving evil birds. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I went back and looked at my bio, and I realized I'd put that in there. Um, yeah, that was. Um, that ended up being it. Was, it is several years old, but it ended up being my um, thesis in college was writing this novel. Um, and so middle grade, it was just for like nine to 12 year olds. So kind of a um, aimed at a little bit younger, but it's still a novel length and everything. Um, and 
yeah, evil birds, I guess that's, that's very vague when you just hear it in there, but it's, um, kind of taking fairy tale elements again. And, um, this forest that was kind of ruled by all these birds that are, um, like kind of trying to lure people in and, um, get them turned around, take their souls. So it's a little bit, um, like kind of a grimmer fantasy, but, um, with a protagonist just trying to kind of navigate this magical forest. Okay. And, and magic seems to be something that you, uh, again, looking at your bio magic dragons, ghosts, it seems to be something you have a particular interest in trying to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always, I've always like when I was younger gravitated toward reading those kinds of magical or fantasy books a little bit. And so, um, yeah, that was just kind of what I dove into when I, Start writing my own books, what I knew and what I'd read. So going back before I, uh, I want to make sure I bring an end to the evil bird, not novel. Was that, is that simply just your, it was something you did for your thesis or did you publish that book or? Um, I have been, I've kind of, I've revised it. I've been sending it out. So eventually I would like to get it published. So I've been um, sending it to different agents and different uh, kind of getting in contact with some people. So um, so far it hasn't been published, but, um, eventually I've still got that one kind of in circulation out there and I've been writing another novel in the meantime. So oh, hopefully that one will. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's so good to hear like that you are, you are continuing to write. That's it is what you're doing. Yeah. You're keeping up with it. So, so right. good. Uh, now I'm going to put you on the spot. You said that you were always, you always gravitated towards sort of, uh, fantastical stories, favorite, uh, fantasy novel that you've read of all time. Go. Oh my. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. It's so hard to come up with one novel. Um, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of some recent ones maybe that I've um, read. I know one that, um, one series that stands out is the Artemis Fowl series. That oh, one I loved when I was yeah. younger. Um, it's so funny and just um, great characters. And it, it definitely does that taking a familiar, like leprechauns, fairies, taking familiar kind of fairy tale figures and puts a twist on them. They actually live underground and have all this technology they use to stay hidden. Um, so it's really, really great. An older one, but a great series. Are you worried that, that the upcoming movie is going to not do justice to the I'm story? I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I remember the very first book said like hinted at a movie coming. So I've been waiting since I was like very young for this movie series to finally come out. So, um, yeah, I'm a little, <laughs> a little concerned and rightly so rightly so. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Kelsey, we gotta, we gotta bring this to an end, but, uh, last question is, are you going to keep on writing and providing for audio theater? Yes, I would love to. It's very, it's so interesting to hear, um, like the actors bring the stories to life in a different way. Yeah. You know, I talked to someone last week, one of our other contributors, Joe Potts, and he spoke the same way to hear his stories come to life. And uh, now that we've really started to add in more sound effects and music, it really is starting to bring, bring these stories to a whole new level. Uh, so uh, I, I can tell you, we are glad to hear that you are enjoying hearing your stories and we are enjoying having you continue to provide content for us. So look forward to hopefully a, uh, a long relationship there of being able to uh, put your stories up and give life to them. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Kelsey McIntyre, 
uh, native of Nebraska, uh, who has taken some time out to talk with us about her background, her writing, and uh, kind of what makes her tick. So, uh, Kelsey, thank you again so much for just taking some time out this morning uh, to be with us. And hopefully, maybe we'll get to talk with you again a little bit down the road. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear uh, some of this writer's work, you may go to our website at waobaudiotheater.org. Go to our contributor bios, look up Kelsey McIntyre, and you can see what she has provided. Click on the link to play through some of her stories. And hopefully that list is going to get longer and longer. And as always, we want to make sure that we thank you for taking time to tune in to us here at the Table of Content. We hope you will join us back for the next episode, which will be very soon. Thanks. Take care. Take care.